Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was going to say Happy Friday, but I think it's a foregone conclusion that yeah, I all think Fridays are happy. Because it's Friday. Right. It is happy. So happy day to you. No, thank you, thank you so much. John. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get started, I want to say thanks, everybody, uh, with our recent cross campaign. Mm. Very kind, mm. very generous of you, as always. You're so sweet. Excellent. Many children will be uh, happy to know what's coming their way. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. And, you know, we come to you often with people who need help communities that who need help and yeah. you always so as kind. our listening audience are so generous and so we want you to know how much mm-hmm. we appreciate that so we're grateful that you're back today for a show of regular proportion a regular proportion yes the, when women get uh, fitted for a suit i was like wow where's this going when, when women Wait. get fitted for a suit do you have yes. a suit size uh you mean like a like I wear like a 42 long. Yeah. Uh, women's uh, suits are usually dress sizes. So like, um, you know, 4, 6, 8, 10, right. 12, 14, 16, Okay, 18, that's, a, that's a whole other thing now because my wife complains about the... Sizing, which means is nothing crazy. is standard for women. Well, how can that be? So they make you feel better by giving you a different size yeah, or something? Yeah, or you, or you, you, like I'm one size in one store and mm-hmm. I'm another size in another store. It's really dumb. It's super dumb. Yeah. But um, most women don't buy suits. Most women, if they're buying it, they would buy a jacket on their own right. and a pair of pants. Unless or, you're Hillary Clinton. You're going to buy a pantsuit. Which suit. was a terrible fashion. Have you had a pantsuit? You ever I have Multiples. Many. Oh, yeah. I've pantsuit. Seen pantsuits, oh, right? I love a pantsuit. Yeah. You but love a pantsuit. I love a pantsuit, but what you're wearing, the shirt, cannot be the same color. It's such a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, you know. No, 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 it is. I mean, it just know. is. Everybody's no, it got is. their just fashion say it. sense. No, it's just bad. <laughs> Everybody dresses the way they no, want to dress. No, uh, she just dressed badly. Right. Sorry. Anyway, sort of ran down that. I, I'm, sure I'm just wondering about suit. Well, how did I get on the suit size? I don't know. I don't you know. asked me about if, if when women buy suits, and I was like, wow. I don't know what Women that don't means. buy suits. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's roll that yeah. back, okay? Uh, is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me what. Your weekend has begun. Fabulous. Thank you. And you too, sir. That's right. You out there. Seven uh-huh. minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon, at least in this little corner of the world, as hot as it is, all is right and well. It's a little too hot too fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I feel like don't. I'm- Please I, don't. I know. I, I'm not trying to be difficult to please, Good. but I'm just saying that it, I'm just not quite ready. Right. I had to get up early this morning and do some house cleaning. And before that, I had to get all my shoes put yeah. together. I had mm-hmm. to put all my winter shoes away. Oh, you're doing that? I, di- I did it. You I did, did it. it. You I made the transition today. Not the clothes, okay. but the shoes I did. Right. Because right. I thought, I can't be living like mm-hmm. this. It's kind of like when you sit down at a restaurant and maybe, you know, like the rare time you get an appetizer and then you're, all of a sudden your entree shows up and you get, hey, Wait, too like, early, my friend. I, I really don't like that. Yeah. I want to enjoy my appetizer a little bit i want to just have a minute to breathe right i don't want my entree showing up and then there's not enough room no. on the table and then last time we went out the two of us that happened were, to us yeah do you remember that yes a good waiter staggers mm-hmm. and is aware of what's happening at the table mm-hmm. and then places the order just saying we're going out together tomorrow night with our families we are a little bowling activity uh, but we're not going to say where it is okay some duck um, pin yeah we're gonna we're gonna do some duck pin mm-hmm uh, and then our families are going out together on Monday night. 
<laughs> right. And on Sunday, we, we may not, see each other. Do we not have any... Nope, like, this is it. <laughs> we have, like, no other this people is, in our life. This is the end of your life. This it's you happening. and me and our families. We're dragging them along <laughs> just because we have no one else. It's just how we are. Gosh. <laughs> it's a good thing we get along. Isn't it? Oh, it sure it's a good is. thing we get along. Okay. All right. Hey, um, even though we've been away for a few days uh, with Cross International, the world continued to turn. Yes, it did. And news continued to happen. So a little catch-up all here. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. It is Friday, April 14th. Mm. It's April 14th already. Very nice. 2023. <laughs> Very nice. It is nice. <laughs> Better than what January. What does that even mean? Very nice. Number one. Abortion pills have dominated headlines in the past week, but according to today's New York Times, until recently, relatively few Americans were familiar with the concept of medication abortions, even as the use of pills like mifepristone, which is hard to say, has surpassed surgical procedures as the most common method to terminate pregnancies. Medication abortions, which typically occur early in pregnancy, accounted, John, for more than half of all abortions in the U.S. as of 2020. That's up 40% from 2018. Two conflicting rulings on mifepristone, the first pill in a two-drug regimen used to terminate pregnancy, have put the long-term availability of the medication in limbo. Today, the Biden administration filed an emergency application to the Supreme Court asking the justices to allow the drug's accessibility while it pursues an appeal. The administration's brief is the first major abortion case to reach the justices since they overturned Roe v. Wade in June. Number two. France's Constitutional Council today, John, they went ahead with it. They approved an unpopular plan to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 Hmm. in a victory for President Macron after three months of crazy town protests across the country of France. Uh, The council rejected some other measures in the pension bill, but the higher age was central to Macron's plan and the target of everyone's anger. He can enact the bill within 15 days. Unions have been organizing protests, uh, 12 nationwide since January, but there have been all sorts of spontaneous demonstrations, kind of like the storming of the Bastille. Um, And you can read more about that at CBS News. Number three. Are you ready for this? Yep. You're not going to be you're not going to believe this. More than two feet of rain has brought Fort Lauderdale to a standstill, shutting down the city's airport, stranding drivers on flooded streets. The floodwaters started on Wednesday. Uh, It came as a surprise to many locals, despite the state being accustomed to daily torrents of rain and strong winds from hurricanes. It was like, said resident James Ganey, someone turned the faucet on over Fort Lauderdale and just walked away. Listen to this. The city was submerged under 25.9 inches of rain in less than 24 hours. How many? 25.9 inches of rain in less than 24 hours. Where does... Isn't that outrageous? That's wild. One woman described the rain as of biblical proportion. Another man said, this is way more scary and terrifying than any hurricane I've been through down here. Holy smokes. Wow. Read more there. 
ABC News. And number four, I've got a weird animal story for you because it's a Friday. Excellent. The Berlin Zoo celebrated the 66th birthday of Fatal, the world's oldest known living gorilla, with a special dinner that included fruit, vegetables, and a watermelon mm. with her age carved into it. Mm. She's a lowland gorilla. She apparently was really into her birthday meal. Uh, zoo visitors were allowed to be at the party and snap pictures of her. Apparently, her species would live 45 to 50 years in the wild. Um, reaching an age beyond 60, though, is a special feat even for gorillas that live in zoos. Wow. She came to the zoo in 1959. Prior to that, she was owned by a sailor who exploited her to pay his bar tab at a tavern. Mm. Isn't that terrible? That's your top four at four. Where is she? She's at the Berlin Zoo. 66 years old. Yes. I wonder how old uh-huh. that is. Like, you know, is there such a thing as gorilla years? She has a, uh, no, they didn't. It didn't say anything, except that it's 10 years older than she probably would have lived if she was in the wild. Right, right. Um, she has her own pen now that she is elderly. She doesn't have to be in a pen with the other gorillas. Mm, probably sleeps a lot. You well, think? you don't. Probably sleeps a lot. What do you mean sleeps a lot? You don't know anything about Fatal. I'm a person she of a certain age. She could be vibrant. You know, she, she might just could, go. She, she could be hyperactive at this stage. I, I doubt it. You don't. You know how things you are. You don't know Cat, about her. When you get older, you want to sleep a little more. You and know that. in sports, Ron Hextel, Brian Burke, and Assistant General Manager Chris Pryor all out with uh, the pets. All right. Or okay. all out from the pets. All right, so let's go Bucks. All right, we're going to take hey, a quick back break. back-to-back home runs last night. A win in St. Louis. It was dreamy. Kurt Bjorklund will join us in a few minutes. Orchard Hill Church. We're going to talk about sex and gender. 101.5 WORD. Imagine surprising your mom with $2,000. If you're the winner in our $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes, you can. Enter up to once per day between now and May 11th to increase your chances of winning. For all she does, your mom is so worth it. Enter the $2,000 Mother's Day sweepstakes. Make your mom a winner today. Sign up at wordfm.com. Sponsored by Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative. And it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I should be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. 
To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe, Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. time for the Reverend Kurt Bjorklund. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked to Kurt in a while. Always a pleasure to have him. Kurt's the senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church, and when we have a difficult question, sometimes we call him. Today's one of those days. Yeah. Kurt, happy to talk to you. Welcome in. Thank you. Good to be with you today. Our pleasure, Kurt. So, of course, if you're following along at home, and it's almost an impossibility not to, the notion of sex and gender have become extremely hot topics in American society today. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah, everywhere you turn, there's a story in the news about some kind of gender transition or a flashpoint uh, between different ideologies and groups. I don't know if you just saw this last week uh, or so, maybe a little more than a week ago, Riley Gaines, who's a female swimmer, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> was speaking at San, uh, San Francisco State University about the unfair advantage that Leah Thomas had as a male transition to a female and, um, and the community erupted and she ended up being barricaded in a room for her own protection for about three hours and, and all of the hubbub after that. So yeah, everywhere you turn, this is a, a huge question nice. right now. No, no, Kurt, I'm sure you're like me. Uh, you, no one wants to be, uh, you know, said, oh, you're a bigot. No one wants to say, oh, you're a transphobe. You, you want to approach this with love, but boy, I, it's hard to make sense of it for me. Yeah, it's, um, well, it, it actually, the, the issue in some ways has played to people's desire not to stand against anything. But what's happened in this issue that really has made it unique for Christians, I believe, from a lot of other issues where you might say, we have truth and we believe the truth, but if you as culture and people in the culture want to live differently, live how you want to live. What's different is the the sex transition um, surgeries that are being done on children. Yep. And some of the, the rhetoric and the almost forced to um, go along. Like if you misgender somebody, supposedly it's an act of violence and you know, those kinds of things where it's like, well, okay, just because somebody doesn't necessarily believe that, that this person has transitioned, um, doesn't mean you don't mean that they exist. Don't believe they exist or that you believe they're not of value or that they don't have legitimate issues that they're concerned about, but it just means you don't have to necessarily say, 
yes, I believe that this guy in a women's swimsuit is really a woman uh, who can swim faster because he went through puberty as a biological male. How do you communicate what you really think about it uh, in a way that is kind? I, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I react badly. Um, I, I, I react against what I see online, especially on Twitter or what I see in a lot of talk radio, which is just a bunch of really opinionated people who are really mad as heck and they're not going to take it anymore. And it just comes off as being... It's just it's it it's rough, and I I I just don't think that it jibes with jibes with being a Christian. But at the same time, things are being forced upon That's us. That's right, and so you don't want to not say anything. You don't want to be afraid to speak your mind. I don't I, I don't know how do you, how do you find the right way forward? Is that such a thing? Yeah, well, I'd like to think that 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 way is findable. I I think what makes again this issue hard is the way that it's being framed and that it's harder and harder to to not say something that is offensive simply by saying I don't believe that that this category is legitimate um, if you say that you are considered a transphobe in this day and age right. and so even just something saying something like like I believe that the Bible teaches that God created male and female yes. that it is not a gender versus sex distinction, but there's one category and yes. God created. I mean, that's such a simple verse right at the beginning of the Bible, very clear. Um, and so if you um, say that, then it's really hard to not be considered um, hateful just by simply saying that. But I think what you can always do is work to um, communicate as best you can in ways that are firm but also kind. So when possible, use people's own words and arguments. Don't place arguments onto them. In other words, say, okay, this is what you said. This is how I see it and why I see it differently. Obviously, you don't have to uh, confront everything that you disagree with. But I do think, again, in this issue, there's a little bit more at stake because of what's happening with kids. Right. And the gender transition, I feel like there is a, a need for the church to have a voice that says, says we are um, we don't believe that this is God's intention for people um, to go through transition surgeries at a young age. Certainly, you know, when somebody hits a certain age, uh, what they want to do is what they want to do. Um, the, the other thing that I think is important is being able to distinguish between having a view and being hateful. Uh, and this is, is really simple, but like, if you go to the 10 commandments, I believe that taking the Lord's name in vain is sinful. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty well documented in scripture. That's not a hard thing to, to say, but nobody thinks I hate everybody who, um, by making that statement, who uses the Lord's name in vain, um, or that I'm somehow a hater because I have said that, um, nor do I feel the need to go out and correct everybody who uses the Lord's name in vain. When I'm in the grocery store and somebody curses, I'm not like, hey, you. Um, you live and you say, you know, I believe that, that God has given us a way for human flourishing. And, 
And if somebody else doesn't believe that, then I can live in parallel with them and still believe something different. Um, now, that's a more inane example because it doesn't impact other people in the same way that, that this issue does. Carrie Bjorklund is with us, Orchard Hill Church. We're going to talk about Orchard Hill and the different um, locations that it has before the end of the segment. Um, but, Kurt, I think you've landed on something that uh, deserves a much longer conversation than we have. But um, how is it that you that we as Christians um, figure out how to speak about this in a way that is... Um, are direct. we? Yeah, is direct. I'm having a hard time talking about it, as you can tell, because I really struggle with this. I have um, gender dysphoria in my own extended family. I recognize how painful it is. I never like to be flippant when I talk about this because I know that there are many, many uh, people out there listening who have a deep emotional connection to this. So I'm trying to be as sensitive as, as I possibly can. Um, but but here's but here's my concern. My concern is that we as Christians want to portray Jesus as accurately as we possibly can to a watching world. Um, and sometimes I fear that we act more like the purity police. Um, and so um, talk about how you, you know, we stand up for what we think is right without lecturing the watching world. Yeah, you know, I think... Um... Kathy, there's probably two errors that Christians, the church can fall into very easily, and we can probably vacillate between the two in the same conversation. And that is um, accommodating culture and not saying what is true. And um, because we don't want to be at odds with culture, we don't want to make Jesus appear um, bigoted, unkind, all of those kinds of things. And so we just simply don't say anything. Um, and then the second would be what you're talking about, which is where you become so enamored with trying to speak truth that there's no love, no compassion, no sight of individuals. And I think you always have to be willing to see people, know people, talk to real people who, are, who hold the view. Mm -hmm. Most of the people who end up with um, with really strong rhetoric don't have a lot of strong relationships with people who don't think like that. And, um, and it's more comfortable sometimes to be cloistered with people who only see the world the way you see the world. But mm -hmm. when you're with people who see the world differently, it, it does bring compassion um, to the fore. Um, in in the way that you speak. And so I, I think both need to be there. And, and, and you know, one of the, the challenges with this issue is, is in many ways, this is a, an outworking of the broader issue of gender inside the church and in the culture. And what I mean by that is, is it fell out of fashion 30 years ago to say that there was any distinction between men and women, uh, period. Um, however you work that out in your ecclesiology or in your home life. And, and now we're shocked that a whole generation is coming along saying there's no distinction between, between, you know, kind of what a male and a female is. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, and, and so in a way, the church's unwillingness to speak to that issue for, um, you know, last several decades has, has helped land the church in the position that it's in today. Right. I think, Kurt, for a lot of people, this has come upon society, the culture, so quickly that it's just confusing to people. And it also, you know, makes people angry, uh, a little overwhelmed, and you don't know how to engage, especially if you've got kids, whether they're 6 or 16 or 26, you want to be engaged with them. But the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, people 25 and under or 35 and under, you know, uh, they've moved on already. This conversation has lost its steam because the rest of the world's nodding their head. And you and I and Kath and probably a lot of our listeners, we're still clinging to something that society has gone uh we're done with this and you know sex and gender are fluid and so you can continue to complain about it but we're done with it well that in many ways continues to be the the plight of the church on many issues in a society that is increasingly post-christian um and so i think the church you know the church of the 20 30 years ago the messaging of the church was largely, hey, believe in Jesus and you can have all the good things of this world and go to heaven too. Yeah. Um, and what's happened in the last five years maybe or so is the message is now if you're a Christian, you're bigoted, hateful, and you are somehow, whether or not you are personally, just by ascribing to believing that the Bible is the word of God, people will assume that that is who you are. Yeah. And so, and so being a Christian in our culture is becoming more anathema than it was even a few years ago. And, and I think it's going to be harder and harder for Christians to, to have a positive persona in culture because of the way that these issues, and not just this issue, but several issues, are coming to, um, to the front. And it's forcing people to take a, a position. And, um, and and so I, at least my take is that that's probably not going to get easier mm-hmm. or reverse trend, at least not in the immediate future. And part of it is, you know, it used to be relativism was kind of the, the predominant milieu of our culture, which is just the idea that, hey, if you do what's good for you, I'll do what's good for me. I don't try to tell you what to do. You don't try to tell me what to do. But somewhere in the last four or five years, what's happened is, is everything has changed to be you should believe this position. And if you don't believe this position, then you are what's wrong with the world. And, and so that's and – and as a Christian, some of those positions are correct, and you can hold the position and should. But some of them are incorrect biblically, and so you, if you're going to be faithful to Scripture, are forced – to be at odds with the culture on some of those positions. And it's no longer this relativistic, believe what you want. And this, again, becomes one of those issues. Dr. Kurt Bjorklund has been with us at Orchard from Orchard Hill Church. Uh, Kurt, would you talk about Orchard Hill, about the different locations you have and what's going on up there and around there and yeah. down there? Well, it's been, it's been a great year um, at Orchard Hill. Just, uh, you know, we've... Um, really come back and have more people coming than pre-COVID by quite a bit, which has really been amazing. 
Um, we have a great location in Butler, a great one going in the Strip District, one starting in South Point uh, area, and then our Wexford campus is the original campus. And so, um, yeah, a lot of great things. Um, building an addition on the campus in Wexford, um, just moved into a new location in South Point. Uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of great things happen. Fabulous. Well, Kurt, it's always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. I mean, you, you come on and uh, you push into some difficult, difficult subjects and conversations, but you always do so uh, with a deep Christ-centeredness. So we appreciate your time here. Well, have a good afternoon. And you as well. Kurt Bjorkland, Orchard Hill Church. Orchard Hill easily found on the web, Orchard Hill Church. We'll take a quick break. It's our weekly Friday feature. This or that. It's coming up next. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or Call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit. Providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees. This fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 4127. 6170. That's 412-781-6170. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. I love living in a rural community where neighbors help neighbors, even if we don't always agree on sports teams, politics, or the COVID-19 vaccines. We all have our opinions. Getting vaccinated is your choice, and no one can make your mind up for you. Talk to your health care provider about your questions to help make a decision that's right for you. GetVaccineAnswers.org has the latest information to help you decide. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. 
Tonight, clouds breaking with a shower late, low 57. Saturday, mainly cloudy with a passing shower, a high 76. For tomorrow night, cloudy, mild with a few showers, low 56. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a thunderstorm late in the afternoon, high 82. And a high 50 for Monday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Friday's here. <laughs> Friday means this or that. It's very simple. Kath has a list of things. So I've got simple. a list. It's incredibly simple. Just choose this one or yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall I? I'm ready. All right. Let us begin. The chirping of birds. Mm-hmm. The mewing of cats. I choose the chirping of birds. Oh. It's a lovely sound. It I mean, I love sound. cats, mm-hmm. but it's hard to beat the birds. Dinner at a great restaurant. Dinner on the front porch. Uh, dinner at a, well. Mm. Mm. Okay, dinner on the front porch. <laughs> it was hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So good. A tuna sandwich. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I don't know how you pick. Mm. They're the two best sandwiches in the world. Um, this or that? <sighs> I choose peanut butter and jelly if I can have rich chocolate Ovaltine <laughs> along with it. If you had tuna, what would the drink be there? Uh, that would be any drink is fine, okay. but I do need to have Swiss cheese along right. with it. Driving with the windows down. Driving with the air conditioning on. Driving with the air conditioning on. I hate driving with the windows what? down. I hate it. They're all down in I my car it. and all the sunroof. of my hair what? gets in my mouth. I, don't I hate it. All right. Yeah. A cardinal. A blue jay. Um, Blue Jay. Mm. Ellis Island. Polish Hill. <laughs> uh, I'm going for Polish Hill. <laughs> of course you would. Is uh-huh. it still Polish? Yeah. Okay. A four-week tour of Europe. Oh. A four-week coast-to-coast road trip. Oh, in America? Mm-hmm. Coast-to-coast. They would both be so excellent. Yeah. I'm going to pick Europe. Oh, yeah. Potato salad. Potato pancakes. Potato salad. Oh. Okay. Sleeping eight hours without once waking up. Staying up happy until 3 a.m. Uh, staying up happy till 3 a.m. because I have no hope of sleeping that really? long, ever. Liquid soap. A bar of soap. A bar of soap, except my bougie stuff that I very much like now. The beginning of spring. The beginning of fall. Beginning of spring. Oh. That's my this one. Okay. John, if you're keeping uh, track of the uh, calendar, last Sunday was Easter. Did you know? What? Mm-hmm. No one told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. So there were Easter baskets and there was coconut cream pie and yeah, all those yeah, sorts yeah. of things. Love and it. so because of all that, I give to you today the sugar detox edition oh. of this or that. <laughs> Do you feel like that's necessary uh, yeah, for you? I definitely do. Please, okay. are you save ready? me. Are you ready for number one? Bring it. The health police are taking your Easter basket out of your cold, not-yet-dead hands. Mm. Which of the following do you desperately grab? Mm. The Saris coconut-filled dark chocolate egg or the bag of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans? The Saris dark chocolate egg. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's primo. Number two, you can only ingest 300 more calories before you call it quits for sugar. Do you eat... A pack of yellow peeps or 
do you eat the Reese's peanut butter egg? Mm. The peanut butter egg. Okay. Oh, yeah, bring Good. It. I'm, I'm relieved to hear yeah, that. Yeah. I was worried that he was No, no, no. Egg. Number three. As you, John, embrace a new policy of healthy eating, <laughs> oatmeal for breakfast or cream of wheat for breakfast? Ugh, oatmeal. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Number four, for dinner, yeah. green salad with a crisp vinaigrette yeah. or couscous salad with mango? No, green salad with a crisp vinaigrette. It's Thank a couscous, you. Couscous gross. salad. Number five, a creamy avocado from the grocery store yeah. or a honey crisp apple from Sorgles? Oh, the honey crisp, mm. please, from Sorgles. Thank you. Sauerkraut or kimchi? <laughs> Sauerkraut. Number seven, mm-hmm. Ezekiel bread or plain yogurt? <laughs> oh boy, uh, plain yogurt. Yeah, That's please, rough. That's, it is rough. Yeah. Yeah. How's the Ezekiel bread? You don't like that? No, it's so, f- mm. uh, yeah. Number eight, kefir or Vegemite? <laughs> They're the worst. Both of them are horrible. They're super nutritious. Vegemite. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what kefir is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not eating that. Kefir's like, uh, I, I read about it today. It's Mm-mm. like um, if you took plain yogurt and then you left it outside yeah. for a week and then the sun came out. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. <laughs> and then, At all. And then you ate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, prunes or cottage cheese? <laughs> prunes. Okay. Wow. That, I'm so- that texture of cottage cheese. I can't gag me. No. Just looking at it? I'll just quickly swallow the prunes. Number 10, yeah. farro or barley? Oh, man. This is all horrible stuff. Well, I don't want to eat sh- any. It's the sugar detox edition. Barley. Barley. Number 11, mm-hmm. liver or sardines? Oh, sardines. Really? Just not in tomato sauce. Why not in tomato sauce? Uh, there's something kind of funky about it. Okay. That's all. Um, cannellini bean? Yeah. Or kidney bean? Well, kidney bean. Okay. Yeah, I like a kidney All bean. All right. Green bean mm-hmm. or broccoli? I like them both. Uh, so that, John. Green beans. Last one. A blended kale shake every single morning with chia seeds and flax seeds or just down a multivitamin and be done with it. Yeah, give me the multivitamin and let's move on with life. Thank you. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yeah! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. 
tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Every day is a great day to play around. At All About Golf in Butler, the new ping lineup is here. Stop by the pro shop and check out the all-new line of ping putters and get newly reduced deals on ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays, equipped with top tracer technology, are open year-round. 8 to 8, daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. Roofing, siding, and remodeling? Want it done right, call. 724 New Roof. Hey, ready to go? I sure am. My sleep has been great ever since I started treatment for sleep apnea. Well, nearly 30 million adults have it, including me. Now, let me guess. It was your snoring that gave it away? Mm. Oh, yes, it was. Intense snoring is one of the classic signs. Other signs include gasping for breath during sleep and daytime sleepiness. If untreated, the risk of heart disease and stroke increases. I didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear the treatment can help. Certainly can. To learn more about the warning signs, visit DefendSleep.com. When I was in my late 20s, I decided after already getting a bachelor's degree that I was going to go back to school and I was going to do something totally different. And so I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, uh, got a degree in interior design. um, And after I graduated from that program, I decided I was going to leave what I was doing and go into a whole new field, which is what I did. Being in the whole new field, though, for the first time um, in my life meant that I might have to work on Sundays. Now, I had already worked retail. My very first job as a high school student was at the uh, former Kaufman's, which turned into Macy's uh, in Ross Park Mall on McKnight Road. And um, so, of course, you know, Kaufman's was open on Sundays. But we had a lot of people who worked in my department. And so I never had to work on Sunday. It's just it was one of those things like I could always put it nobody, nobody even noticed. It was like there were more than enough people. And so it was just no big deal at all. However, fast forward 10 years, uh, when I started working in retail, all of a sudden, it was a big deal. So uh, I was working in a retail store um, and I was doing design work there and sales work. And um, there was a very small group of people that were working at the store. So this was me. I think there were two, three, four of us um, who were handling all of the retail uh, work at the store. And uh, so if I were going to not work on Sunday, which is one of the days the store was open, then it was going to actually make things difficult for the other people with whom I worked. So I was really concerned about this. At the same time, though, um, I had been married probably six or seven years at that point, and it was really important to my husband when we got married that we were going to observe the Sabbath. Yeah. It was a big deal. And he wasn't like super like legalistic about it, but he said, this is, this is a commandment. Like we have to do this. This is, you know, we really need to make this a priority. And we had, and I had already seen the benefits of it. And so here I am a brand new job in a brand new career. And right out of the gate, it was, wait, I'm not going to work on Sunday. What do I do anyway? Um, 
So I tell you all this to say that there's an article in the Washington Post today uh, about a Supreme Court case um, related to a mail carrier in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, who was working, happily working for the U.S. Postal Service until they decided to move towards Sunday deliveries. And then he said, well, wait, I can't observe the Sabbath. I'm a Christian. Then it seems a lot to ask that, you know, just because people need their Amazon packages on Sunday, that I need to give up the Sabbath. And so he resigned and is suing the Postal Service for discrimination. Yeah. Good luck with that. I mean, can you imagine suing essentially a government entity? No. I mean, it's a private entity, but it's part of the government as well. Next Tuesday, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in Groff's case. The lawsuit tests whether civil rights law should protect individual religious practice in the workplace in the same way that the law requires accommodations for people with disabilities or or pregnant women, um, even if doing so would burden employers and coworkers. Um, John, you were out of the room when I was telling the story, but, um, when I graduated from the art Institute and started my career in design, there were only six of us, five of us that were running the store that I was working in. It was a brand new store. It was a brand new business. And all of a sudden I had uh, working Sundays, like, but I had, but my husband and I had decided we weren't going to work anyway. The re this example in my own life, I think, can illustrate how, how murky and difficult it can get. So I had to sit down with everybody, the, the small group of us that were running that store, and I s- explained to them what the deal was. And I said, I don't want to work Sunday. Um, I, you know, and so they were really surprised by that because all of us, this, we're starting a small business. We're starting our own thing. Like, yeah. we're op- like what, what do you mean? Like, you're all of a sudden telling us you're not as invested as we are in this enterprise mm-hmm, and we're not mm-hmm. even off the ground. Anyway, um, it took a lot of conversation, but in the end, uh, the people I worked with were so wonderful about it. But what I had to do is I had to agree to work more hours. Sure. To make up for it. Yeah. To make up for right. it. Because I would always get Sunday off and everybody else would have floating days off. It was just much more predictable for me and I owed them. And so I had to work more hours, right. which I did. And I did that for six years or something like that. So that's out of the norm, right? I mean, the rest of the world would shrug their shoulders and go, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. So my wife went away two weekends ago to um, the little where the Little League World Series is. Um, do, 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 right, do, in Pennsylvania. Oh, do, do, I don't know the name of that Why town. can't I think of it? Williamsport. Williamsport. Thank you. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. She went to meet her old New York City roommate, and they spent the weekend together. They got a little place. They hung out. They had a really nice dinner Saturday. Sunday, she said, the entire town rolled up the carpet, and they were closed. The entire town. She said it was shocking. So there are still places in this world, in this Mm -hmm. country, that do... I mean, remember, you were old enough, the blue laws, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was a time when we were closed on Sunday. Heck, now we're all happy if places are closed on Christmas. I know. When I was in Europe, uh, right before COVID, everything was closed on Sunday. Mm. In secular Europe, secular Western Europe. Really? There was nothing open on Sundays. So what is that then? Is that just tradition? This is the cultural tradition? Maybe. That... I don't know. It was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. So did you feel less than yes. explain? Yes, of course. Explaining yes. your religious faith to yes. these friends and coworkers yes. and somehow 
you had to sort of back yourself into this. I ha- I just had to, I well, I had to trust that if it, if if I was trying to honor God, that it was going to work out one way or the other. Right. But one of the ways it could have worked out is I could have lost my job. Well, and I knew that. You have to know that going in. But today, everything's so cynical. You say, well, this is my religious preference, and they're going to go, people are going to roll their eyes. Because people have religious preferences for all sorts of nutty things Mm -hmm. now. Sure. Right? So Christendom and your preference is one thing. You know, the spaghetti monster religion, that's a whole other story. The people I worked with were really wonderful about it. But, and they covered you. And and yeah, but the, it took a and we decided that we were going to keep it a secret from our corporate body, the, you know, the the larger organization that owned us. Interesting. Because and we all agreed that I, I never asked them to do that. But they were like, you know what? Let's not tell. Because HR would get a uh-huh. little cranky. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So whenever I could. But see, I think that's part of it. I don't know if I would feel comfortable suing over this. I just like I'm not the, well, why, as a Christian. I'm not think, supposed to sue. Right. Don't be. Yeah, it does say that, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't think I'd be comfortable doing that. But if you if, if you do go into a conversation, you have to be willing to give a lot. It's very complex. Yeah, because you're getting a lot of forbearance from your coworkers. Well, the Sabbath is holy. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0. Knows now. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe, Christian family environment. Apply today at Pine Valley Camp. Camp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. 
For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. You know, nowadays, if you adopt a cat, uh, did Which this happen? We, we both have done. Just recently, we had to sign a pledge that we would keep the cat indoors. Mm. Right? Well, listen, she or they called me from the place where you adopted your cat to see if I thought you would keep the cat indoors. Oh, right. How about that? They call you, Lex? During the show. No. Okay. Well, the place that I adopted my cats from made me fill out a, like a really long questionnaire. Like it, it took uh-huh. me like ten minutes. It was so long. Like a little affidavit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "You're not going to keep your cat outside, right?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, of course not." Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot to be said about that, right? Because if you've ever had a cat, now I admit, years ago I did have a cat that mm-hmm. was an outdoor cat. Right. It was a killing spree. A lot of people have outdoor cats. Right. I mean, but. You know the cats are going to kill birds. They're going to kill chipmunks, anything, rabbits. They're going to get their hands on. And then that cat would come to my door and present it to me as an offering. And I'd be like, oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. I know. I'm so, I know. So we, now we have a cat. It's They're an animals. indoor cat. They are. So uh, anyway, in Australia, apparently, um, Australia is trying to impose a national cat curfew. <laughs> that... Um, it's illegal now for pets to leave their owner's property between the hours of 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. Really? So you have to keep your cat in at night? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. To keep your cat from a life of crime. Uh, <laughs> to keep your cat from a life of crime. Uh, one, out, uh, one municipality on the outskirts of Melbourne has so far issued 122 tickets this year. You get a ticket if mm-hmm. your cat's out. Yes, which would include a large fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Why? I guess they have too many cats, or the cats are fighting, or well, they're just you know the ecosystem is suffering. They're saying right now. Here's the, here's From, what they're saying: wh- how? killer cats. Oh, so cats are like killing. Right. They have like, um. What do they have? There's some kind of animals. No. Uh, what are they called? They're these little animals. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just go. The kookaburra. Looking at a, an article here uh, from uh, bilbies and numbats. I don't know what they are. Small animals, such as bilbies and num- numbats. And, and cats like to hunt them. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kill them by apparently the tens of thousands. Oh. So, uh, as you might imagine, Australia, I mean, it's it's a wide open country, isn't it? It's a big country. It's enormous, but there, but where people live is such a, in such a small portion Yeah, it's of very it. condensed. A couple of major cities right. out in the wilderness. I mean, yeah... I'd like to see my cat roam, but I'd, I'd yeah, want to as well. Yeah, I know. Because right, I, I mean, rabbits would re- frequently I, appear. You know, I have 14 litter boxes in my house. 14 litter boxes? Because, like, my, because wait, Charlotte because Charlotte cannot figure it out. That's borderline cat and crazy. And listen, you know and that. I thought to myself, I could just let her, maybe I should just let her go outside. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But no. then she's very prissy and it's uncertain and she might get dirty. Save the birds. Save the rabbits. Save the chipmunks. What about my house? Mm.
Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You have a choice in your health care. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A Massachusetts Air National Guardsman has appeared in court, accused in the leak of highly classified military documents. The Guardsman Jack Tesherit did not enter a plea at today's hearing in Boston and was returned to detention pending his next appearance next week. He's charged with unauthorized removal and retention of classified and national defense information. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the Justice Department is serious about combating the fentanyl crisis. The United States government is using every tool at its disposal to combat the fentanyl epidemic. The PRC government must stop the unchecked flow of fentanyl precursor chemicals that are coming out of China. The Justice Department has charged 28 members of Mexico's Sinaloa cartel in a sprawling fentanyl trafficking investigation. This is SRN News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life. Life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. In this month of Easter, reflect on the person and work of Jesus by reading the book, Man of Sorrows, King of Glory. This is a rich survey of the victory Jesus secured on the cross and the humiliation he suffered. You'll explore his role as prophet, priest, and king, and see how he intercedes on our behalf today. Obtain your copy from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees, this fun family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 
Insurance, 412-781-6170. Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390. Tonight, clouds breaking with a shower late, low 57. Saturday, mainly cloudy with a passing shower, a high 76. For tomorrow night, cloudy, mild with a few showers, low 56. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a thunderstorm late in the afternoon, high 82 and a high 50 for Monday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Beautiful, happy to be with you here today. Mm. Lovely. Weekend's here. Very nice. Happy weekend to all people. Mm-hmm. Within nice. the sound of our voices. For uh, for all of you who donated over the last oh. uh, three days of our campaign supporting kids in Central America, we yep. just want to say thank you. Thank you it's, I, it's a lot to ask to sit through uh, programming like that, especially if you've already given. We get that. Or if you gave recently. Uh, yeah. And so... I don't know. I just want you to know how grateful we are yeah. um, that you continue to be generous to these uh, ministry partners that we have. And um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Without a doubt. Okay. Uh, a loneliness well, uh, epidemic. Epidemic. Can I just break in though and yeah. say I forgot to say what? that if you missed anything in the four o'clock hour, including our weekly feature, This or That, yeah. you can always download our podcast where you get your podcasts thank you. um, at the conclusion of today's show. Lexi does an outstanding job just, you know, putting that thing right up there for you so you can get at it. I want to say uh, one thing about Lexi. The ride home with John and Kathy. Uh, one thing. You know, you, you never know who's walking in the door when you get a new employee, right? That's for sure. And so uh, considering where we are um, – in you know this generation and social and stuff like that, um, like <laughs> wait when my when my phone rings or my kid's phone rarely rings, they'll look at me like an alien has come down <laughs> from the heavens above, and I will never answer that. Right. So we are Lexi is our new producer. You should hear her on the phone. I she- mean. She's got great phone chops. Yes. And this is from a generation. Super good phone skills. I agree. We grew up on the phone. I mean, I I was a salesman on the phone. So you see a 23-year-old with great phone skills. Excellent job, Lex. Excellent job. Mm -hmm. Gives me hope for humanity, your phone Uh, skills. You know why? Hmm. That's teen. Hey, teen. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Someone's calling you. That's what teen said. Right. When, I mean, now uh, when someone's when calling When Lexi was growing up, Teen was like, look, come on, let's practice some phone skills. Pick it up, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming up this hour, uh, the Week in Review is at 5.30. Uh, what was everyone talking about this week? What mm-hmm. are we reading, watching, eating, all that yep. stuff? Uh, things doing in Pittsburgh this weekend. And uh, at 5.25, stop telling people what you do for a living. Stop telling people. Do, I don't want to do that at all. Do you? Okay. I mean, when you do, uh, you get forced into that. Uh, this is another question you get. People say, "Where do you live?" 
Mm. People want to pigeonhole you quickly on that, yeah. don't they? Yep. That's very interesting to me mm -hmm. as well. Like your worth and value is determined by your zip code. Yeah. Right? It's one thing, your worth that's and an, value. By, that's an old money thing. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's an old money thing. I was with, um, I was with a, a buddy of mine years ago, and we were kind of doing this thing, meeting people. That was a, a question that came up all the time. Where do you live? Tell me where you live. And afterwards, I was like, you see that? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I go, they want to know my worth and value. Mm. What neighborhood am I from? Mm -hmm. Who am I representing? Very interesting, isn't it? All right. I interrupted you because you were talking about the epidemic of loneliness. Oh, right. Okay. So um, being a human, of course, can be lonely because why? Life is hard. Uh, U.S. Senate, U.S. Surgeon General... Uh, Vivek Murthy said in 2017 that Americans were living through a loneliness epidemic due in part, <laughs> this is from the Surgeon General, uh, Americans are living through a uh, loneliness epidemic due in part to oppressive and impersonal workplaces. That's rough. Oppressive and impersonal work. Yeah, that's from our Surgeon General. Okay. Then the pandemic hit and loneliness transitioned from a private embarrassment to a national talking point. Coronavirus mm -hmm. precautions sent millions home from work and school. Right. Today, loneliness is down from its mid-pandemic peak, where 25% of U.S. adults reported feeling lonely a lot of the day, according to a Gallup survey. As gyms and offices reopened, 17% of us now say we feel alone. The survey indicates it's better than before, but 44 million people in the U.S. are lonely. It's a problem worth attention. Okay. Have you in your life ever suffered through a, a drought of loneliness? I don't think I'm thinking. Never. never. I, uh, I've suffered through many droughts of other things. How about, okay. This I, mean, I have to tell you that I have been around a lot of people who have been lonely no and no i just mean i've been around a lot of people <laughs> i when i was in college i lived with six girls oh gosh you're never lonely there. right you know what i mean you had five sisters uh well, I like there I was wasn't there. A, you didn't have a chance to be I lonely long to be lonely right but here's the thing i grew up as kind of an only child oh, because right. my sister was 12 years older than me and i never ever remember being lonely because I, I mean, seriously, I had no friends, but I read a lot of books, okay, which so, is a super sad story. No, that's fine. That's right? just the way it is. Loneliness, you don't feel lonely. Loneliness wasn't a part of my, of my, it's not one of my, it's not part of my story. Okay. Well, I'm reading this and I identify with this. People get lonely after breakups, after moving or losing soul crushing jobs. Yeah. I remember breaking up. Yeah. And being lonely because all of a City? sudden, yes, with the red-haired girl, oh, chasing her down the street. Oh. I mean, being lonely after a breakup because when you're a couple, you're a couple, and then right. you lose that couple, and, and then you, you don't know what you don't you don't know who you who are. Who am anymore. I? That's the worst. I mean, that's oh, very very hard. That's scary. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm never getting divorced. <laughs> 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 I need my wife for oh. everything. I mean. You just lose half of yourself. What a, do you think technology exacerbates this? Yes, because it's so shallow. Like, like my kids will go, we did it, did, 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 and we, and I'm like, wait a second, who's we? You're in the back room by yourself. Mm. Well, who's we? He goes, well, you know, my guy's online. I've never met these people. I've never had a conversation with these people. I've never looked them in the eye. I don't know who we is. And I think we come and go.
Yeah. But we is a circle that. Well, how about the we, the circle of we uh, that had the guy in it who broke all of the confidential U.S. secrets. But see, that's what happened, right? It was a small cadre of people who met online, and perhaps they were lonely in real life, but they had an affinity for one another. They had a common viewpoint. The next thing you know, like... Oh, I'm going to brag and show you how connected I am. Here's some state secrets. Don't tell anyone, because this is our own little group. Everyone's going, okay. And then, let me share it with that. Let me share it with that. Boom. What a mess that, that is. That's a total mess. That's a horrible, horrible All thing. right. So let me just flash back, though, to being a kid. And you know how I said I was- Never I, lonely. I, I, yeah, but I, I spent a ton of time alone. Yeah. Or just with my parents. Because you were bookish. And right, I was bookish, and I really did not have very many friends. But what if I was the same way, the same kind of kid in the same family, and had a smartphone? Okay. This- well, I would have known that I was alone. And- I probably would have been lonelier. I probably would have been lonely. Something happened to me the other day that made me think about this exact thing and about bullying. Because there's a guy that I was friends, this is in quotes, on Facebook with. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know him. But through a friend of a friend, he was a friend. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This guy was virulent anti-Christian. And always posting some stupid, ridiculous meme and I finally got an, I get fed up. And one day I just kind of went, unfriend. Mm. And then. But you didn't do a diatribe. You didn't no, I just unfriend. Parting shot, nothing. But he's also an administrator of some other page that I belong to. And I was kicked off that page. Because you unfriended him. He kicked you off the other page. Yeah. And I had a, like a little tinge of like. Oh, this is a minor kind of bullying thing. This uh, is this is what happens to little kids or kids yeah. when they get bullied. Because I'm like, <laughs> wait, here's me lying in bed at 4 a.m. <laughs> thinking about someone I don't know who kicked me off a page that I really don't care about, but it felt important to me. <laughs> and then I thought about all these little, you know, 10, 11, 12, 15 year old kids who they get bullied and then they got to show up in school the next day and get crushed on every conceivable angle. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? Yeah, it's horrible. Technology, the the more we talk about it, I don't think there's any question. Lexi, do you agree? Technology makes loneliness worse? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Let's go. Let's talk about some books. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, our good friend Byron Borger will be Byron Borger will be with us. Brand new books that are out that you might want to check out. It's a ride home, with John and Kathy. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. The Easter weekend was fabulous. And now that spring is here, of course, that means weddings, graduation parties, you name it, right? Everything outdoors. And if you're planning a party, we suggest the spring house in Marsha. Hey, Marsh. Hi, guys. Hey, yeah, this is a great time of year to start planning for spring and summer parties. We've already had so many on the ball moms. 
calling to do their graduation mm-hmm. parties. And, and right now, you know, it's communion time. So we've had a lot of those also. And people are planning um, showers, baby showers, wedding showers, reunions for the summertime. So this is a great time of year to um, keep that phone ringing at the spring house. Keep my sister Jill busy with her catering crew, and they'll help you put together a wonderful menu. Um, if you have a wedding coming up, she'll even do a sampling with you, and she's got, like, all kinds of great ideas and plans for that. And she's so fun, fun to plan with. She's just like, like you know, Grandma, helping you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is a great time of year to think about catering from the spring house. Fabulous. No matter what. No matter what the event, the Springhouse can help you to make it perfect. So go online, check them out right now, springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh. Thanks, Marsh. Thanks, guys. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Today, the fastest growing religion is no religion at all. Do you think religion is good for the world? It only causes troubles and war. This is Kevin Sorbo. In the new movie, Irreligious Nation, my family and I travel to Israel to explore our faith and how lack of religion is affecting our culture and society worldwide. If God exists, is he even relevant today? Is God obsolete? Watch Irreligious Nation at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Anything good? Anything. Yes, I Anything. sure am. I just finished Bono's book. Oh, that's right. Yes, 20 hours later of audio listening. Okay, so is an audio book a book? Yes. Is it? Yes. You're not reading. I have the book, and I then I go home and look at the appropriate passages that I like the most. And I Wait, like you have them. the book and the audio book? Yep. Like double duty? Yep. That's a real commitment. <laughs> no, it really is. All right, you have to really want to do it. Byron Borger's back with us. He and his wife are the proprietors, Heart and Hearts and Minds Bookstore. Byron, welcome back. Somebody that reads both the book and the audio book, man, deserves some extra credit. But, but, that, but that book, Surrender, deserves to be listened to because there's like music in it too, right? It's fabulous. He is such a great storyteller and hearing it in his voice byron it's it's just really worth it but you have to have the book too because there are so many he, he just he writes beautifully and so there are things that i want to highlight and mm-hmm. remember and so i'm not going to do that if i'm just listening to audio so you need a and b and there's so much about his face i mean i expected some but there's so much about his face it's, it's a great book surrender by bono fabulous yeah. okay so byron is an audio book a book I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I'm trying to drag in, my friend. <laughs> All right. So, as the owner of a bookstore, you have always got great selections. You've got a list of books for us. Is there a, is there a theme to this book list? 
Well, yes, I think at least for first. I have a couple I'd like to tell you about, but I want to start with something that is is thematic, and it's kind of sad. Um, I think we're friends enough, I can be honest with you. Um, a, a publisher, a small publisher that has published my own book, is called Square Halo Books sure. out oh, of yeah. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They mostly do books on the arts. One of their primary founders is one of the dearest people on the planet. Her name is Leslie Bustard, and she died today. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. That's Ned's coma. wife. She's been in hospice. Yep, oh. Ned's wife. And Ned and his daughters have been sitting at her bedside for a couple of weeks now, and um, she passed away this morning at sunrise. Mm. So what I'd like to do is tell you she is was certainly one of the most joyful people I knew, always smiling. Um, I'd like to just tell you about a couple of things that she has written, Leslie, kind of in her honor, yeah. and talk about Halo Books, just a little bit, a little boutique publisher, really classy, out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Tell us what Leslie wrote. Well, here's the thing. I might have talked to you about this book before. It is called Ordinary Saints. Yep. And, uh, I've got a chapter in there, in fact, and it's about how ordinary people glorify God in ordinary stuff. So there's a chapter on raising chickens. There's a chapter on taking naps. There's a chapter on uh, on drawing. There's a chapter on knitting. There's a chapter on uh, comic books. There's a chapter on roller skating that's very, very cool. Uh, there's a chapter on going to museums. So it's all these different people that each have written little pieces, uh, one about coping with mental illness, one about chronic pain. So it's some heavy stuff, but often quite whimsical stuff. And, and uh, Dear Leslie has a chapter in there on homemaking, hmm. on turning your house into a home. And it is both drawing on some sort of secular sociology that understands the importance of place, some biblical stuff about place, and some stuff about beauty. And it is a wonderful, wonderful chapter. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Leslie for that chapter on homemaking that's in the book on glorifying God in ordinary things. It's called Ordinary Saints, and she has one chapter in there. Doesn't talk about her cancer. Um, she wrote it as she was probably starting to get ill, but doesn't mention it at all. And it's just a lovely chapter on beauty and art and home. Um Later then, in a brand new book that just came out this week, Square Halo's newest title is called Why We Create. Mm. And it's a pretty great book, a collection of essays by a variety of people, most pretty heavy theologians, Hans Borsma and Peter Lightheart. Mm -hmm. Marilyn McIntyre is yeah, in there. Yeah, our good friend Marilyn. Um, Marilyn's got a chapter in there. Jessica Houghton Wilson has Another a Another friend of ours, yeah. So it's a great book on a sort of thinking about creativity and imagination and the arts. It's put together, uh, Ned published it at Square Halo, but it was kind of compiled by the Anselm Society. Anselm was an old uh, uh, medieval uh, theologian. Anselm uh, Society, which is an arts supportive group out of Colorado. And the Anselm, uh, uh, Brian Brown is the editor of that and did the, he put this book together, and when you know it, Leslie has a chapter in here. Huh. It's the very first chapter I read when the book came a couple of days ago. I dipped into it. I didn't know she was going to be in here. And it is about how uh, having cancer made her more attentive. She doesn't know how much time she had to live. So she started kind of enjoying everything, yeah. uh, paying attention to stuff, writing poetry, and how she became generative and more 
creative as things went on. And so this chapter, which is actually about gratitude as the basis for being an artist, being creative and being a writer, you have to be grateful, which means you pay attention to stuff. So that chapter, unlike the one in Homemaking, where she doesn't mention her cancer, in this one, it is all about how a person who has cancer can be creative and generative and sense God's presence in the midst of all things. Byron, say the name of the book again. It's called Why We Create. Very nice. When we go to a commercial break, I will have all these things up on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, so you can see the books for yourself. Good. Byron Borger's with us from Hearts and Minds, and we invite him on occasionally to talk about his favorite book that he's been reading or working through. Uh, continue on, Byron. We love this. Well, I'll tell you one more about Leslie. Leslie Ann Bustard. It is uh, when it became clear she didn't have too much time uh, on this earth, and she is with Jesus now, and people are rejoicing in that mm. uh, as of today. But uh, a couple of months back, Uh, Several months ago, they published a collection of her poetry, which was written mostly when she realized she got cancer in about 2020. Uh, She got two kind of cancer, and she started paying attention to things. And like I say, in that Why We Create, there's this wonderful essay about how when you're sick, you can really be creative. This book kind of came out of that. And so it's a book called The Goodness of the Lord in the Land of the Living. Mm. And it's selected poems of Leslie Bustard came out a couple of months ago. There is some poetry about her being sick, about the anxiety and uncertainty of trusting God in the midst of, of illness. But it isn't all about that. In fact, much of it is not. And what she does, I'm, I'm not a brilliant poet uh, appreciator myself, but, but what she does here for people maybe that don't even know poetry real well is she gives you different kinds of poems, longer ones, shorter ones. Many that are inspired by other things, like paintings, like one on Renoir, one on Rembrandt. Like she'll look at the painting, uh, Andrew Wyeth, who she loved from eastern Pennsylvania. She'd look at the painting and then write a poem about it. Mm. Or she'd even uh, read somebody else's lyrics, a rock music song or a poem, and she'd write a poem about that. Mm. (laughs) Um, So some of them are short and some of them are funny. And it is a great little collection. So just to honor Leslie, I thought your listeners might want to know this central Pennsylvania poet, Leslie M. Bustard. And the book is called The Goodness of the Lord in the Land of the Living. Christian mm. poetry uh, written by a woman that was dying. Beautiful. We're talking to Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds Bookstore, which is located in Dallastown, PA, or online for those of us that are not in that area. Um, keep going, Byron. We have about five minutes left, so tell us some other books that might be interesting to our listeners. Reading and poetry and that sort of stuff. This is a little heavy, but I know some of your listeners like the deep stuff. This is a book by Jessica Hooten Wilson, who you say you know. Yep. Uh, really a delightful, smart woman, and her new book is called Reading. For the love of God. I've read it. How to read is a spiritual practice. Yep. Isn't it great? It sure is. And you know what? It's um it's not unattainable. You know what I mean? It's it's um yeah. it it's challenging, but it's not overwhelming and it's pretty short. And it covers all kinds of stuff. I mean it's sort of theology, sort of spirituality, sort of about public ethics, kind of about uh, the arts. She makes a case for reading as a means for transformation. Yeah. And whether you're reading fiction or nonfiction, I think I've talked with you before about her uh, wonderful book about uh, how uh, literary saints can sort of keep us company in our spiritual journey. And those were various writers that she viewed as uh, saints or colleagues. This one is, is how do you do it? How do you read 
for the love of God. Isn't that something? It's a great book. Yeah, and I, uh, I like her a lot. I, I highlight it very, very much. Now, here's another book that's sort of, I don't know, it's not exactly the same. It's more of a contemplative spirituality sort of book, but it's brand new, just came today. I had written, uh, read the advanced manuscript a while ago. It's called The Language of the Soul. The subtitle is Meeting God in the Longings of Our Hearts. Hmm. It's by a dear friend named Jeff Crosby, who you should have on the air sometime if you haven't. He's now an author, but he was the head of InterVarsity Press for a good long uh, number of years. And now he's the head of what's called the Evangelical Christian Publishing Association, ECPA. So he is the top dog in the religious publishing world. And this new book looks at what he calls our interior longings, the longing for home, the Mm. longing for a life of integrity, the longing for freedom from fear and anxiety, the longing for forgiveness, stuff like that. Then he looks at our what he calls exterior longings, which is community and friendship and meaningful work, a sense of vocation. And then he looks at our eternal longings, which is for God and ultimately for heaven. Um, What's really cool about Jeff is he came to Christian faith by going into a mom-and-pop Christian bookstore. When he was a high school kid, his girlfriend's parents owned a bookstore, a little mom-and-pop bookstore, and he went there, and they gave him some Christian music albums, and the contemporary Christian music touched him. He was a music lover, and he became a Christian, started working at that store. So he worked in a store, then he ran a store, then he ran a publishing house. Now he's the head of the industry, the evangelical Christian bookstore. He's done everything in the Christian book world, and this book sort of tells the story of of how his longings and his heart's desires uh, are ultimately always sort of pointing towards God. Fabulous. He uses themes of music a lot. There's a lot of music themes in the book, which anybody that likes music will really kind of dig this. It's a very artful book, a very gentle book, a very well-written book, The Language of the Soul by Jeff Crosby. Excellent. Good, Byron. Keep on going. We've got a little more time. Well, I'll tell you what, if you want a book about spirituality, this is maybe the book of the season, and it too is brand new. I'm only partway through it, but it is called A Different Way by Christopher Hall. Chris Hall uh, is the president or was the president of Renovare, which is uh, Richard Foster's contemplative thing. Mm -hmm. He uh, was the chancellor and eventually the provost of Eastern University, used to be Eastern College, Eastern University out in Philly. Um, so he's written books on the early church fathers, the Orthodox guys, you know, the desert monks and stuff. So he knows church history really well. And this book, A Different Way, the subtitle is this, Recentering the Christian Life Around Following Jesus. Mm. <laughs> How about that? It, it sounds sensical, but this is it. We've got to sort of focus our faith, not just on dogma and doctrine, although that's important, or personal experience, or work. it's got to be on following Jesus. And so true, genuine spiritual transformation comes when we find union with Christ, when He works in our lives from the inside out, and spiritual formation and transformation happens in the way of following the Christ. So it's a really neat kind of roadmap to a deeper relationship with Jesus. Byron, as we wrap up our segment, and I'm sorry we have to do that, but, you know, radio calls, um, tell our listeners about Book Notes. 
It's a thing I do about every week online. It's uh, heartsandmindsbooks.com is our website. And there there's a little tab called Book Notes. And at Book Notes, I just uh, review books like this, just highlighting things, citing what I think is important, talking about new books, not always religious books, but quite often. Uh, often books that you don't necessarily see in every Christian bookstore, maybe some things a little off the beaten path, but they're books that we believe are important. We talk about them, um, and it's free. So you can read our book notes, and then everything we review at book notes is usually on sale, too. So we send out books all over the world. Fabulous. Well, Byron, we're fans. You and Beth do excellent work. Please keep going on. Well, do we have time for one more? Sure. Last one. one. Beth Moore's All My Knotted Up oh, Life. Oh, is it good? It is the best memoir. It is so entertaining and powerful and important. Um, she is a hero. Yep. I kind of liked her before, but now that both Beth and I and all of our staff have read the book, we just think she is amazing. Wonderful. It is a very, very well-written memoir. Isn't that wonderful? You know, she's my good friend, Byron. Did you know that? I did not know that, really? Not really. Well, here's the thing. She's my good friend, but I'm not her good friend because we've never met. <laughs> she doesn't know that. Yeah, well, okay, she's my good friend, too, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, good. She thanked me for my review of book notes. That's See? Cool. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Byron, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Thanks a lot. You're the best. Heartsandmindsbooks.com. Byron Borger, Dallastown, PA. Him and his Beth. It's a bookshop extraordinaire. Check it out online, heartsandmindsbooks.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Terry Wardrenna's here from the Gateway Clipper. 
the best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a three-river sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales weekends in April and May. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, clouds breaking with a shower late, low 57 Saturday, mainly cloudy with a passing shower, a high 76. For tomorrow night, cloudy, mild with a few showers, low 56. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a thunderstorm late in the afternoon, high 82 and a high 50 for Monday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. go to a party or you meet somebody for the first time, um, generally and quickly, the question comes up, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Right? That's kind of like asking about the weather, isn't it? It's a conversation starter. Well, I saw uh, an article in today's Wall Street Journal, stop telling everyone what you do for a living. Um, their assessment is this, that... Um, in countless moments far from the office, many of us are still our jobs first. Yeah. And so the Wall Street Journal is saying, you are much more than, than how you job. make a living. Uh-huh. So how do you turn the conversation from me, 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 me to something broader, something wider, something more engaging in a way? How do you feel about that question? What well, do you do I for think a living? It's, well, I think the question's fine. Because it's an easy way to get started in talking to somebody. I understand what they're saying. You are not your job. Right. I get that. I, I appreciate the sentiment. But in practical conversation, when you're trying to be nice to somebody or you're trying to... You're expressing interest. Or you're, or you're stuck together and you need to kill time. Like, whatever it is, what do you do is... Yeah, but doesn't it quickly become like a status competition? I don't think it has to. I mean, it can be. Okay, but if you're not going to play the game, then it's not going to be a game. If you don't care, if that person cares, who cares? Why does that matter? Well, there's more to you than your job, right? Obviously, more than your life. So, I mean, uh, for me, I, I I always, uh, I just, uh, it always makes me uncomfortable because then all of a sudden it becomes about you, and I, I, you, you don't want, take the focus off yourself and put it on the other person. I don't want to have a conversation about me all the time. Do you? Heck, we talk about us on the radio. No, but if but what about you asking somebody else? It doesn't have to be somebody asking you. What if what if you ask someone what they do for a living and they're embarrassed by what they do for a living? What if they go, well, I only do this, and they well, feel have, bad about I themselves? I have never had that. You've never experience. had that experience. I've never had that experience where I've asked somebody that question and they've been embarrassed. Never. Really, really? I never have. I never have. See, I have. Okay. And it's like an uncomfortable kind of thing. How often does that happen? I don't know. I, I mean, know. I think that's a shame. 
if you're embarrassed of, about what you well, do. What if you're be, unhappy with what you do? Well, that's a whole different right, thing. It is, yeah. Right. It's not the same as being uh, embarrassed. Embarrassed or unhappy. Well, you're uncomfortable with what you do. Well, then, but here's, people are just trying to use some right, manners and I, make a conversation. Get it through. So how many things are we going to do to make that more difficult? Well, like, don't, is, well, don't, I'll tell you one thing you shouldn't ask them about is what I, they do for a living. Well, okay, I'm running out of ideas here. Listen, they, hey, he, him. <laughs> Right. What do you do? Exactly. For, I'm not going to ask you. Yeah, you can't. Because that's verboten as well. Right. I guess. And I, then we can all be more isolated and more lonely and angry. because we can't figure out a way to have the simplest conversation with somebody on a bus. I'm embarrassed. Stop it. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll see how embarrassed you get. So we can review. What were we talking about this week? What? Reading, eat. What did we get hacked off to? about? you mad about don't get hacked no we'll okay. talk about it next it's friday for goodness sake friday edition the ride home 101.5 word hey mom what's for supper tonight if you hear that question in your house we can help you come up with some scrumptious answers oh taste and see is our weekly email foodie magazine filled with delicious healthy recipes for every palate every budget and every occasion delivered right to your inbox subscribe to oh taste and see foodie magazine absolutely free subscribe to any of our newsletters at wordfm.com slash subscribe Executions 11 p.m. But he's trying to convince us he's gone insane. Therefore, incapable of being executed. On April 14th. Edward? I'm not Edward. I'm a demon. In the vein of C.S. Lewis's screw-tape letters. I think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. Comes Nefarious. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters April 14th. <laughs> What should we do with the broke propeller? What should we do with the broke propeller? Don't look at me, I wasn't driving. Thank you, you're not helping. I don't even know why you bought this boat. You told me that you loved this boat. That was before you wrecked the boat. Well, now you've made it awkward. Accidents don't just happen in sea shanties, so Progressive Boat Insurance has you covered. Take as little as four minutes to see what you can save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms and not available for all boats or in all situations. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe, Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Mm, the document leaked yep. by a 21-year-old yep. nitwit. 
who was just like uh, hanging out with his gamers and the National Guard, and now decided. I just can't believe someone in his position of his age. You have access to that. It's just crazy. I mean, these are like supposedly top secret. I know. So it's just like an open book. It doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the government. We had the. Top secret documents in Trump's closet. Yeah. Then we had them in Biden's, what, in the back of his car. Garage somewhere. In his garage. This is, we, this is, that stuff's small potatoes. Right, exactly. So what is going on? Where's my state secrets to share? What the heck? What was a conversation that made you think? Okay, this was weird. I love this a lot. I was in line at the grocery store two days ago, and... And I didn't see this. This happened, and I intentionally looked away. Because a couple of cashiers down, somebody stepped forward, and in a large voice, he wasn't yelling, but it was just a large voice. And he was engaging with the cashier in this kind of like banter. And it was big and joyous. Oh, it wasn't angry. No, it was fun. And the guy at first I kind of thought, oh, this guy's just kind of like you know one of those... BS kind of guys, yeah. you know, just, da, da, da. but he was so fun and engaging the cashier. I intentionally looked away because I didn't want to see the guy. I just wanted to listen to the conversation. <laughs> and I thought about it every day since he was just a funny, bright, joyful, engaging guy. He had nothing really big to offer, but his energy, huh. his energy changed I don't know how many people were in that in that checkout area, 15, 20, because as he walked out the door, again, I didn't want to look at him, but I looked at everybody else. Everybody was smiling. How about that? Somebody did hardly anything and changed the tone of the room. Remember the checkout line in uh, You've Got Mail? What happened there? Are you shaking your head, Lexi, like you've never seen You've Got Mail? I'm sorry. I've oh, never what? seen What? I'm sorry. I can't. That's we, a... we need to discuss this later. All right. Post Thanksgiving, do you remember Tom Hanks in the oh, I checkout do. line? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, conversation that made me think: I was in Carnegie uh, Library yesterday Where in Oakland. Oh, oh. Yes, and I, I went in to pick up a book, and I wanted to sit down and kind of check it out before I um, took mm-hmm. it out the door with me. And behind me, there were two males. Who were having a conversation. Oh. Now, it was similar to you. I didn't see what they looked like because they were behind me. But they were debating the, the meaning of life is what they were debating. And College students. Uh, I would say that they were PhD level students. Okay. So it was a deep conversation. It was a deep conversation. And they were not in agreement. Mm. Okay. And... I was there for maybe 45 minutes and I, I was trying to read my book, but then I kept listening to what this they were saying because it was too interesting. And it really made me think because I was, they were discussing things like how hard it is to like, where did political polarization come from? Hmm. It's hard to figure out where it, when it started and the kinds of things that contribute to it and the kinds of things that make us angry yeah. the kinds of things that make us make us dissatisfied with life um they talked about the person of jesus they talked about you know one person one of the guys was like well i think you know jesus could have said whatever but what we're reading is the interpretation of the dudes around him mm-hmm. and he said i'd rather know what jesus meant not what like four of his friends thought mm-hmm. 
Um, so they were talking about New Testament documents. They were talking about, well, that's you cool. know, the identity. Anyway, they were, as I said, not in agreement, but they were deeply involved in the conversation. And it was healthy. <laughs> yes. It was smart. It was honest. It was nothing like what you see on Twitter or whatever, you, if Respectful. you're on Reddit or you know, Facebook or whatever. It was nothing like that. It was just two people actually interested in what the other person had mm, to say. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. This is interesting. So what you went through and kind of what I went through as well. I had a friend, uh, this guy, Larry, uh, he lived in Manhattan with me. He would say, oh, he would call it AED, active eavesdropping. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, I got some good yeah. AED today on the subway. <laughs> I got some great AED. I'm like, right. well, what's up with that? Yeah. But don't you love to hear the stuff do. like that? I really do. Total strangers. You have no idea where they're coming from. And you hear a conversation. And you're not being, a, you know, right? infringing on their privacy. They're, yeah, they're just talking they're out talking loud. Yeah. Library. Interesting. What are you reading? I finished reading Surrender by Bono. God bless you. <laughs> How many hours? Uh, 20. Chewy. Okay. Uh, Easter week, I was, I read the Gospel of John multiple times. Mm. Multiple times. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh. It's the Gospel of John. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> of course. It's pretty good. Enough said. Okay. What did you eat? An Easter feast. I mean, we, and then I've been eating leftovers. We had this beautiful piece of beef. Mm. It was the, the heart. It was the filet of mm. the beef. And we only touched a little bit of it on Easter. So all throughout this week, my kid doesn't want, oh, I don't want to eat that. My wife and I were like cutting little thins oh. as the week went on. We finished it last night, along with mushrooms, which is outstanding. Some green bean kind of thing she had and some vinaigrettes. I mean, and uh, scalloped potatoes. Mm. I think I ate that four times this week. Oh, my gosh. Delish. You? Uh, I had uh, what we call after Easter kielbasa, oh, which go. I've had uh, ever since I was a kid. Uh, one length of kielbasa mm -hmm. already cooked and cut up yeah. uh, into a casserole dish with uh, homemade applesauce, nice. half of an onion, and you cook it for an hour in the oven and you serve it with buttered pasta. Sounds good to me. And it's the total bomb. What did you watch? Uh, I, I imagine, Kath, I'm watching what you're watching, which is pirate baseball. It's so good. Because baseball's back. It's so good. Back-to-back -back homers last night. I Fabulous. loved it. But I'm watching The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. It's Are you? Out. It's so great. Lincoln Lawyer. It's my second time. It's great. What hacked you off? Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> and all the troublemakers, uh, all the nitwits like her, the pretend lawmakers who tweet their life away. I, they're... A quarter of an inch deep they and fifty-five thousand miles wide. I can't believe it. Moronic. Honestly, it is absolutely it makes it makes you dumber reading it. It sure does. Uh, what hacked me off is also something online, which is the denominational disputes that go on, especially on Twitter, um, are not what I heard in the museum or the library yesterday. It is I can't understand why people are so cynical so dismissive, so ridiculously polarizing in how they express themselves mm -hmm. online. It's so dumb it hacks me off. What was the best news you heard this week? Uh, that would be Christ is Risen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's the best news, risen right? Risen indeed. Yeah. What have you been listening to? Oh, Monday night. I'm seeing them live. Here we are. You got the same thing. I'm seeing them live. Okay, here's me.
Okay, so that's Nickel Creek. You're at the Byam Theater Monday night. New album out. It's so good. It's a brother and a sister. And somebody else. They've been together for Forever. like 1989. Chris Teal. And uh-huh. I mean, just fabulous. Mandolin, guitar. The vocals are soaring. Just so beautiful. Three three people. Mm-hmm. What are you listening but to? But that wasn't what I was listening to this oh, week. What? Oh, what? No, I wasn't. I'm excited about the concert, but I am listening to this instead. Okay. is dedicated to people like me those that struggle with insecurities acceptance and even self-esteem you never felt good enough you never felt pretty enough but imagine god whispering in your ear letting you know that everything that has happened Kirk Franklin. Yeah. I mean, that voice, you know that voice right oh away. Kirk Franklin. I'd like to see him in concert, wouldn't you? Yeah. God calls us to a deep gladness because we, as believers, we all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you'll be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, Grove City is a special place and not every school appeals to every kid or every parent. But this is the time we're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in like getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find Find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family. We're all called to something. Don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of Grove City College? Look online first, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 
Uh, do you see that the um, inbound Fort Pitt tunnels are closing yes. overnight this Over, weekend? Yes, I did see uh, it. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is, you know, you don't want to be out at 4 a.m. anyway. Exactly. And, <laughs> and if you are out at 4 a.m., you certainly don't what? want to be on the tunnel. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been a long time since I was out at 4 a.m., right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it has been a long time. Long, but those were the days. Were they? <laughs> I was so proud of myself last night because I went to bed at one. Oh my God, and one! I, and I was like, I, seriously, because I, I was up and I was reading and I was really like, and then I got into bed and I was like, one. This is stupid. Why can't I be proud of myself for going to bed at eleven? But I just can't. I, I can't, can't do it. I can't stay up late, late late anymore. There's just nothing in me that makes me want to do that. I just I I can always come up really? with another thing that I want to read what? or do or I'm done. No, it's uh, ten fifteen. I look at my watch and I go, oh look, it's ten fifteen. Well, I guess I'll be going to bed soon. And you like that feeling? I'm super See, I happy. I hate that feeling. I feel like there's I so understand. much more that I want to do. I get it. I know, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's an age thing for me, because I never would have done. Like, seriously, I used to live till four a.m. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course you did. But. Not anymore. That's not all right. I mean, anymore. Not anymore. I got up early this Ship morning because I had a lot of things to do. So I didn't sleep very much because I stayed up until So then one. you feel horrible. Do you feel horrible right now? I will feel horrible later. Thank you for asking. And then you'll go to bed early tonight or no? Somehow you'll struggle through another... I've, I I should go to bed early tonight. You should. But I don't know if I will. Really? Okay, look. Now, my kid uh, is working, excuse me, his first full-time job, like you, he'd be going to bed at two yeah. three yeah i hear him tromping up the steps now is he he's in bed early 11 o'clock is that right i'm like yeah and i cut my heart breaks for him a little bit yeah because you think oh it's like oh, when your kids find out there's no santa that's like, kind of how it sad. feels you know i Welcome go to- i feel him and i know he's like right. okay he's starting his life yep. and leaving behind that aspect of it all mm-hmm. but you know such is life right it we is all that's the way su- it goes but you somehow are surviving till what's the optimal time that I would go to bed? Yeah. Three? Probably one thirty. Do you sit outside or do you stay inside? I stay inside. Huh. I don't necessarily want to be outside. Sitting in I, the yard? Is that too creepy? It's a little creepy. Why? What? I don't know. It just seems a little creepy. It's a nice neighborhood. Yeah, you like hanging it still out. still seems a little creepy. Really? No. I would. If, okay. I'm, if I'm up that late, I'm outside. Okay. No, I'm inside. With the I'm, TV on or reading? Uh, you, Generally. Uh, usually, if it's that late, the TV's on. Because... Doesn't that creep you Here's the thing. I could have gone to sleep several hours earlier because I was tired. But I decided there was one more thing I needed to look into or watch or mm. read. It's just... It's... Uh, you guys, it's I need sickness. help. It's yeah. no, no, a no. sickness. But, you know, a lot of people are up at that time of day, I right? Know, but just, I but... I think I'd be better off if I went to bed earlier. Yeah, I need to turn over a new leaf, you guys. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Go to church on Sunday, and God willing, we'll see you Monday, okay? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.